Welcome to a Heritage Christian Centre podcast. For more information, visit www.heritagecc.com.au. We hope this message blesses your life. So firstly, from me, I want to wish every mother, grandmother, great-grandmother a very happy Mother's Day and to say that we love you, we honour you, we celebrate you, we esteem you highly and we thank you for all the sacrifices that you've made, for all the um, prayers that you've prayed, the sleepless nights that you have endured. I know there's been many. The selfless and unconditional love you've shown toward your children. And, you know, we know that today for so many people it can be a difficult day, Mother's Day, for men and women. You know, for people that have maybe never been able to have children or for those that have lost a child and maybe for those whose mothers are no longer with them. But to you we say we love you and and we pray that God's grace and his amazing peace will just fill and flood your heart today in Jesus' name. So it's Mother's Day. Thanks for being in the house today. And I do um, count it an, an honour and privilege to be bringing forth the word today. And in with the theme that has come across with our poem and our song, which have both been entitled Rise Up, I've entitled my message today, Rise Up. And this is a message that's not just for our precious mothers in the service today, but it's for all of us here at church, our whole church family, to our younger and to our older. And just like the title is, that's my prayer for each one of us today, is that we will rise up. The scripture that I want us to start looking at first this morning is from Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 5. And as we read this passage, we need to be aware that the prophet Isaiah is not just bringing a word to Israel who were living in exile at the time, but this was and is also a prophetic word for the church. So let's read this today from New King James Version. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. And then it says, lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Such a powerful passage that starts off by saying, Arise, shine. And I believe that this, and in verse 1 of Arise and Shine, I believe it's not just a sweet suggestion from God, but it's a commission. It's a command and carrying with it, I believe, for all of us, a sense of urgency. And I can't help but believe that this is the finest hour to be God's people. Do you believe that this morning? You know, there is a city, there is a world outside the walls of this building that is in darkness. And as that passage of Scripture says, a deep spiritual darkness um, that this passage describes. You know, there's people lost in hope hopelessness and sin. 
people who are broken and hurting, people tormented by fears and guilt and shame. And I'm sure we know people in our world, in the places that we work, people who need us to rise up and shine and be the people God has called us to be. And I believe church is empowering us to be. And in the midst of a, of a worldwide pandemic, in the midst of this cancel culture that at first seemed oh so subtle, but I tell you what, it seems to be coming stronger and stronger throughout the world. In the midst of a world gripped with confusion, aggression, selfishness, church more than ever, we need to rise up and shine. And I want to read this verse from the Amplified Version. And those of us who have been to many Radiance conferences, who's been to our Radiance conferences over the years, our Radiance women, this is our signature verse. This is what I believe God gave to me a number of years ago for the women of this church that we are Radiant and Radiance women. But it's for us today. And let me read it from the Amplified Version. It says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to new life. And then it says, shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord for your light has come. It's not saying it it, it will come. It says it has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Do you believe that this morning? So the first half of this scripture says, arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. You know, we all face challenges and circumstances, difficult circumstances in our life. And this is our challenge. Our challenge is to not allow these circumstances from keeping us from arising in God. And sadly, I believe many people park at a problem, a trial, a difficulty, and they decide, It's too painful. It's too difficult to move on. They get stuck in a rut and are dying on the inside. Well, do you know that a rut is just a grave with the sides and ends pushed out? But I'm challenging us afresh this morning to not stay stuck. Nelson Mandela once said, We do not serve the world by shrinking and playing small. In this world, we cannot serve one another or serve our church or our city or our community effectively by shrinking and playing small. Do you know, church, we have a big God on the inside of us. Do you believe that this morning? He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He is the Almighty God. So refuse, refuse to stay stuck. Refuse to live small. Let God break out of your lives today. He has created you, a woman, a man, a young woman, a young man in this place today, I believe, for such a time as this. Why don't you say that for such a time as this? This is your time now. And no matter what season of life you are in, God has said yes upon your life. And it's time now for you and I to say yes to the call of God upon our lives. And don't think for a moment that you are just here to warm a seat. Don't think for a moment that your life doesn't matter, that you are insignificant, that you could never make a difference in your world. For I believe that treasure 
And purpose and destiny resides in each one of you. And church, it's time for that treasure to be unearthed in our lives, for purpose to be realised and for His destiny to be fulfilled. And I know I've used this illustration before that I'm about to share, but I know that for someone here today, you need to hear this. And it's the story of the boy and the starfish. And Lauren Isley, while writing his book, The Unexpected Universe, he was walking along a beach one day shortly after a storm. And he noticed that thousands of starfish had been washed up on a beach. And in the distance, he could see a little boy whose eyes were fixed on an object on the sand. And then picking it up, he flung the object far beyond the surf. And Isley went up to him and he asked, Son, What are you doing? And the boy said, I'm throwing starfish back into the sea because if I don't, they're going to die. But there are thousands of starfish and in the larger scheme of things, you're not going to make a difference to all these starfish. And the little boy looked up at him. He stooped down again to pick up another starfish and fling it back into the sea. And with that, he said, well, it's going to make a difference to that one. And church, let me ask you a question this morning. Who might be that one in your life? Who is that one? And even as you fellowship for coffee after the service today and enjoy a nice piece of Mother's Day cake, or tomorrow when you go back to work, or young people, when you head back to your school, who is your that one? And we may never find out until eternity just how much of an impact we had in someone's life through maybe that kind word that we spoke or the meal that we cooked for someone that day or the gift that we gave or the prayer that we prayed or the people we witnessed to of Jesus' love and grace. And I believe this, that it's not the big things. You know, I think sometimes we think it's only the great and the grandiose things that will affect and influence someone's life. But I believe it's those little things. It's those small things. And Jesus told us in his word to be faithful in the small things. So church, arise. Shine, And I believe that God is speaking that over our lives this morning. And so let me ask, what may be other things that are keeping you from arising? Things that will pull you down and hold you back? What circumstances that God is calling you today to rise above? And I know that as I look back over my life, over the years, that there have been many things that I've needed to rise above. And, you know, I'm still learning and challenging myself. Come on, don't let that thing hold you back. Don't let that thing that's happened to you rob you of the potential that God has for your life. Church, I'm no different to you. And I've needed to rise above the hurts and offences that have come in my life. And maybe the same is for you. You've been hurt and offended. You know, we can't afford the luxury of staying hurt. We can't afford that luxury of staying offended. You know, we all get hurt. Maybe, and and, you know, quite often it's the one that can be closest to us that can hurt and offend us. 
Maybe we've had negative words spoken of our, over our lives, maybe by a teacher or a parent or a husband, a friend, and, and it's cut deep. But do you know, if we don't allow that healing to take place in our life, then our life can become a tool in the enemy's hand instead of a channel of blessing in God's hand. Because hurting people hurt people. And if we remain hurt, we will only hurt those that are around us. And you know what else we do? We put up walls. If we, if we hold on to that hurt, if we don't rise above it, we put up walls around us to keep people at a distance. But when we do that, we keep God at a distance. And sadly, people can come, become disconnected and, and become a target for the enemy who walks around, the Bible says, like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So choose to rise up above your hurts and offences. Choose to walk in forgiveness. And maybe we need to rise above our disappointments and discouragements. Is there anyone here this morning who's never been discouraged, who's never had disappointments? No, we're all in that same boat. Stuff happens in life. Challenges happen. And maybe right now, you know, you're walking through an incredible challenge in your life. Can I encourage you today? Don't let that disappointment, that challenge hold you back from becoming all God wants you to be, even in this difficult season of your life. Don't choose to run away from God. But in that moment, run to God. He's your answer. Turn your eyes on Him. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And can I encourage you in your disappointment and your discouragement, be a praiser. Live a life of praise. Live a life of praise. Sing and lift up your voice and declare the promises of God. Declare His greatness. Put your trust in Him afresh and believe that what the enemy has meant for evil, that God will work it for good in your lives. So, so can I encourage you, rise above those things, the fears, the doubts, the cares, the worries, the negativity that can so easily creep into our lives and rise above mediocrity. That's just settling back. I think I've pressed in enough and I'm happy to just live an ordinary life now. That's not the life God wants us to live. That's not the church that God wants us to be. God wants us to be a church that rises up each day and doesn't live a mediocre personal life or, ch or church life. You know, the enemy loves it when a church is mediocre. He loves it when we've decided to settle back and be mediocre in our walk because when we do that, we are no threat to the kingdom of darkness. But hey, let's be every day through our prayers and through our actions a threat to the kingdom of darkness. And as Reinhard Bonnke said, let's plunder hell to populate heaven. So what is the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart about today in your life that you know has been holding you down? I encourage you to respond to His conviction, to His encouragement in your life today. And you need to know that He is not asking you to rise up in your own strength, but in His strength. Not your own strength, His strength. I love what Ephesians 6.10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It doesn't just say be strong, it's be strong in the Lord, in the power of His might. Your strength comes from being in Him. And doesn't Isaiah 40 uh, verse, I've got more scriptures, but for the sake of time here, we'll just pick out verse 31. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up 
And as the Amplified says, they will rise up close to God with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's God's desire for our lives. So church, let's rise up every day. You're not doing it in your own strength, but you're doing it in His strength. Be a, be a, a person of prayer. Be a a person who loves to sit in his presence, listening to his voice. Be a person who will sow the word of God into your heart and into your life. And let that word be in you and let that word flow out of you. And also, let's ensure that we are intentional with our regular church fellowship so that we come and cheer one another on. You know, We've said it before and I've encouraged our women before and just recently our music team. You know, they're up here, they're looking out and seeing who's in the service, able to see new people. Go up to somebody after the service and the same for all of us. No one should stand alone. No one should stand alone outside having tea and coffee, feeling that awkward moment. No one's talking to me. You know, we need each other. We need one another to encourage one another. Jesus in you inspires my life. And I pray that Jesus living in me is going to inspire you to rise up, to take you out of of your comfort zone. You know, when, when we obey that call to arise, it's going to take you out of your comfort zone. And, and I don't know about you, but I've had plenty of comfort zones in my life. And it's much easier to live in that comfort zone. But that's not what God has called us to do or the place God has called us to be. He's called us to step out, to trust Him. As Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. And that's okay. Because as you step out and as you rise up, He'll give you the strength. He'll give you all that you need to fully do what He's called you to do and be the person that He's called you to be. Another illustration as I close that I've shared before and I want to use it again because every time I read this, boy, it inspires me. And you know that as we look back on history... The world has been at times a better place because certain people have refused to make excuses. And, you know, I think we can get good at making excuses. You know, I'm just a woman or I'm too young or I'm too too old or I'm a single mother or I'm, I'm divorced, I'm a widow, I've made too many mistakes. They can become our excuses as to why God won't or why God can't. They're just excuses. But listen to this, the world's a better place because a German monk named Martin Luther didn't say, I don't do doors. Ask us later if you don't get that one. And Oxford, the world's a better place because an Oxford College lecturer named John Wesley didn't say, I don't do preaching in fields. The world's a better place because Moses didn't say, I don't do pharaohs or mass migrations. The world's a better place because Noah didn't say, I don't do arcs. The world's a better place because Rahab didn't say, I don't do enemy spies. The world's a better place because Ruth didn't say, I don't do mothers-in-law. The world's a better place because David didn't say, I don't do giants. The world's a better place because Peter, the Apostle Peter said, I don't do Gentiles. The world's a better place because John the Baptist didn't say, I don't do deserts. The world's a better place because Mary didn't say, I don't do virgin births. The world's a better place because Mary Magdalene didn't say, I don't do feet. 
The world's a better place because Jesus didn't say, I don't do crosses. Aren't you glad that He went to the cross for you and for me? And the world's a better place only if you and I don't say, I don't do. How about we learn to say, yes, Lord, I'm willing and I'm available. And though it may seem hard at the time, may seem difficult because I'm going through stuff. Lord, I know that you haven't left me alone. You haven't abandoned me. You are with me in my situation. You're behind me. You're beside me. You're in front of me. You're even in my future. And Lord, I'm willing and I'm available to do all that you've called me to do today. And I know that you've got a new thing for me because you are the God of the new. You are the God of new beginnings. You are the God of fresh starts. And maybe in this place today, as we sing, we're going to sing this new song, new thing, and make it your prayer this morning. And pray, God, do a new thing in me. Oh, I want to put the old away. I don't want the old to hold me back. Lord, do a new thing in my life. I will do what you've called me to do. And maybe this morning you're here and you've been coming for a little while and and you've actually never invited Jesus Christ into your heart and life. Well, can I encourage you to make this the day that you will do that? That you won't leave this place today without surrendering your life to Jesus and saying, Lord, come into my heart, make me new. Make me that new creation that you promised that you would. So why don't we stand in this place this morning and before we sing, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to ask the whole congregation to say this, but especially this morning, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus or you, you've been away from Him, it's time to come home. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I come to You today. I thank You that You love me. I thank You that You went to the cross for me. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Make me a brand new creature. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen.